Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply here super flex best ball i think we've all been hinting at this as the next big thing i went on the underdog football show a week ago something like a week ago and hayden winks from underdog asked me what what kind of new format are you looking for and i have the same cookie cutter answer that i feel like a lot of people have had i want super flex let's do a super flex tournament and voila underdog has graced us graced us with a super flex best ball tournament already March what is today March 3rd yeah March 3rd and so first day might as well dive in we'll talk a little bit maybe some strategy there's been a ton of good stuff in the discord if you have not signed up yet go to spikeweek.com hit the discord totally free community for you to join and talk best ball fantasy football fantasy baseball everything but today we'll be talking a little bit of super flex strategy on the first day that it's released We'll definitely be talking a lot more, and then we're going to hop into a draft. Let's get into it. Shane says, like the video on your way in. As Silas says, subscribe. And as Tony says, share. And lastly, best ballin' Steve, right? Best ballin' says, and comment. And no, Paul, do not dislike on your way out. You can get the fuck out right now. Don't put that in. Don't put that in our chat. No, but seriously, super pumped for this. I already hit it at the top, but if you have not gotten into the Discord... The conversation that's already been going around about um, Superflex and just the strategy around this tournament and everything has been 
absolutely incredible. Before we hop into a draft, I do want to, for anybody that's just, you know, going to maybe is not as active in the Discord, is just going to watch this on YouTube or listen to this on the podcast feed. I do want to hit on a couple of things that we've already been talking about in the Discord and just some general first thoughts that I have from doing um, some of these drafts and obviously looking at the, at the, um, you know, scoring and positional allocations and everything. Hold on, let me. Oh, God damn it. Put this in here. All right. Screen shared. So super early, super flex thoughts on this. What did they call it? Big board, but super flex tournament on underdog. So the first thing that uh, <laughs> Paul says, you removed your joke. I, I, it's totally fine. It was, to, it was totally fine. I've said way more inappropriate things than that. I, I assure you. So the first thing that actually, you know, when the tournament got released that I, it kind of caught me off guard or I didn't even notice right away because it's not something that I like go and look for, um, but it's wildly important to the tournament is the very first bullet here. If you're just listening, there's one less wide receiver in your starting lineup. So instead of just adding a super flex position to your starting lineup on underdog, they actually removed a wide receiver. So you, you have one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, not three, a tight end, one flex, and one super flex in your starting lineup. Still 20 rounds, just as we've been doing with the big board and, and the current draft so far for this draft season. That's a huge change, right? If you remove a starting position and not just add one, that has, a, that has like massive trickle-down effects to everything above and beyond just the quarterback. Like... We're, we're definitely going to have tons and tons of conversation about specifically quarterbacks as it relates to the super flex position. But removing that wide receiver spot is, I mean, maybe just as big, right? I think we all understand. And if you don't understand, it's really easy to go look up just general scoring. Best ball in, in the chat and in the Discord has, has pointed out really well, like just how many more points on average quarterbacks score than, than the other positions. Right, you get a few of the high-end running backs and wide receivers that can match some of the quarterback scoring, but the, the quarterbacks just on average are scoring so many points. So when you can start two of them, obviously, those become the most important positions. However, where this thing is really won is at those other positions, and so the removal of that wide receiver position is like to me actually the most important thing because how we handle that, as well as obviously how we handle quarterbacks, is is the biggest thing. So that's just like a make sure we understand that there is, there's one less wide receiver in your starting lineup from early drafts. Moving on to the next point from early drafts, the, the QB that the ADPs have not, this is literally day one. It just got released a few hours ago. The tournament did on underdog, but when these ADPs update, it's going to be crazy. Everyone is, everyone is very, um, like understanding of how important quarterbacks are. And so everyone is drafting quarterbacks like crazy early. The Q, the quarterback ADP is going to be nuts. Josh Allen is definitely going to be the 101. Patrick Mahomes might end up the 102. There's going to be a million quarterbacks even in the first two rounds. And so how that that fact is just like in um 
our regular drafts, how we, you know, kind of manipulate the draft room that we're in. As Paul said, each draft is very unique. I've had, I've only done three <clears throat> so far, but the very first draft I did, um, I think Paul was actually in it. And there was like 13 quarterbacks in the first two rounds, something like that. So we had, you know, half the starting quarterbacks basically in the first two rounds of the drafts of the draft. The next one I did, there was like three quarterbacks in the first round total. So obviously understanding, you know, being able to adapt to your draft room is, is very important. But I think in general, people are erring on the side of being QB heavy as opposed to the other skill positions. And so how we approach that, that thing, obviously we all know that the quarterback is, is very important, but there's also other aspects of the quarterback thing that um, are equally as important in terms of how we structure our team, right? The quarterback scoring is the most um, projectable, if you will, right? And the most replaceable, you know, certainly beyond, at least beyond a certain point, right? No one can really replace Josh Allen, but he also can't like truly elevate even in any given, even when the quarterback scores 40 fantasy points in a week, he's not elevating over his, um, replacement level players at his position, like when Jamar Chase has a ceiling game, or two years ago Alvin Kamara has a ceiling game. When those things happen, your points you're gaining on the field are so much greater, even at quarterback. However, we also know that everybody's going to have two quarterbacks scoring more raw points. So this there's this delicate balance, right? Which gets into we're, we're structuring our teams around our quarterbacks basically now. Right. That's definitely not really what we did before. They were a part of it, but maybe one of the part, the, the least important parts before. Now they're probably the most important part. And I think it's important to remember that you can still only start two. I've seen a lot of drafts. This has been one of my first like kind of key takeaways is there's a lot of drafts. People are smashing like three wide receivers or, or three. Uh, <laughs> see, I'm still I cannot no matter what I do, wide receiver seeps into my brain. It just naturally comes out of my mouth. I've seen a lot of people hitting three early quarterbacks. And that's like, to me, that's like drafting running backs in the first four rounds of your draft, except worse. Because at least with the running back thing, the scoring is not nearly as consistent or projectable or replaceable. Right? The, the running back spikes are different. The running back scoring looks more, more like this on average. Whereas quarterbacks, like most of the time, most of these guys are scoring between 15 and 25 points, even the good ones, right? So you can only start two of them. So I don't want to use all of my draft capital and forego, you know, there's a, there's a fundamental lack of truly elite fantasy options at the other positions and they all go super early. So when I forego all of those guys, I'm really kind of um, handcuffing myself with, too many early quarterbacks because you can only start two and because of how they scored points. So with that being said, some of the things that we talked about again in the discord, some of the things that I've been thinking about are just, we always talk about this in any form of any form of best ball, really definitely football, but just being extreme, right? Like thinking through how I structure around my quarterback with a, a, a hero quarterback. Again, we've been talking about this in the discord quite a bit. Get your one guy that's, you know, however you would like to classify elite, right? Whether it's the Allens, Mahomes, Lamars, Kylers, or even down to the Lance, even Fields, right? It, 
depending upon how you want to kind of classify that. And that's like your, that's your quarterback. That's your starting quarterback every single week. And then you're kind of figuring out that second quarterback. It's certainly riskier, but when you hit in a hero QB build on that second quarterback, maybe it's Zach Wilson, maybe it's Trevor Lawrence, maybe it's one of these free agents or rookies, right? Kenny Pickett, Sam Howell, Malik Willis, Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, Maybe it's one of those guys, but when you hit on that guy super late, like these guys go super late, they go almost in the same spot that they go in regular drafts. Meanwhile, the Derek Carrs of the world go in the fifth or sixth round of these drafts when they normally go in the 14th of other drafts. So the value is even greater on these kind of later guys. And so when a hero quarterback build, the value then of what do you win when you're right is even greater in the in these contests you also have as tony pointed out he's been doing zero quarterback kind of punting it off right i'm gonna win running back i'm gonna win wide receiver i'm gonna win tight end i have to hit on some later round quarterbacks but again what do i win if i win i win a lot if my late round quarterbacks can keep pace right just don't lose me too many points i'm definitely gonna win the other positions because people are drafting so many early quarterbacks and then you can also still structure around the running back position, I think, which I'm not going to get into too much here. We'll talk about it later. But um, using the running back position, because we don't have to roster as many, you know, because we don't have as many wide receivers filling out our starting lineup with only two and a flex, obviously, that, allow, that, that would allow us to go with a zero running back build while, like, not having to draft as many wide receivers as we would in a normal league. And I can use that then on the quarterbacks. I can use that on an elite tight end and I can still get some pretty darn good running backs. I can still get some pretty darn good running backs to fill out those, those spots. And I have to draft less of the super elite wide receivers just based on how the starting lineup, you know, go, comes together in this format. And then the opposite is also true, right? From a robust running back perspective. I'm just going to draft a bunch of late round wide receivers and get my early, you know, maybe I don't take a first round um, quarterback. I take Christian McCaffrey and then I think I start dipping into the quarterback waters and then I hit another couple running backs. Maybe I hit an elite tight end and then I got 10 late wide receivers and I just hope to find mix and match usable weeks because I only need two, you know, maybe three if the flex is happening, you can go that way as well. So I just think the extreme stuff, is maybe even more important in uh, in this format. Nah, nah, Najee Taylor. We know that Tony is drafting Najee. Oh, Tony, what are we going to do with you? All right, let's get in the draft. Getting in right now for any... Whoa, I, that automatically had me in the slow. All right, I'm in. Let me share. Waiting for six people. Waiting for six. This is why this is this is this is true. This is why Tony won a million dollars because he just makes his stands and he goes against the grain in a lot of ways. And when it hits, poof, million dollars. So anyway, um been having a ton of fun thinking through this uh, format. It's crazy, man. It's crazy how different it is. 
Uh, let me hit some of the comments though, other than the likes and shares and dislikes. Steve says Larky uh, got Trubisky at 177. Yeah, I think I've taken Trubisky in every single one of my drafts, and I get him in like the 18th round or whatever. He really, I don't even, I'm not even sure I have to take him in the 18th round because I don't. Nobody really seems to want him, so but I just keep taking him as my QB three. And uh, no sheep, I'm. It's uh, sometimes the camera goes out of focus, and I get blurry, and you have to like cover the camera up, and then. Uh, uh, you know, obviously remove the cover and it, it kind of refocuses. Ferris says some people are going way too quarterback crazy with five quarterback builds. Yeah. Um, I would imagine that there's probably some level of a, like a zero quarterback build where you have five. Like if you literally wait till like the last five rounds of the draft, maybe that does make a lot of sense. Um I haven't done that, so I can't really speak to it too well. But there, there's almost always some some reason to do some form of an extreme build because you get to like those five rounds and it's like you don't even know if you're getting guys that are going to be playing. So you do kind of need the quantity. Um, but I assume that's not what you're talking about, where people are still taking some early quarterbacks and they're taking five. And I, I think I think people um, have gone a little bit overboard with the quarterbacks at least so far in my, in my just handful of drafts and kind of what I've seen, what I've seen uh, sentiment, sentiment wise. Yeah. As Paul says, I agree with this. It, by the time you get to that QB five, it'll, it'll probably be too thin or you'll be too thin at your other positions. Unless again, like I said, I think if you, if you, if you, if you, if you literally wanted to totally punt off quarterback and pray to hit the right, throw the hail Mary at, at the quarterback position, I don't think it's unreasonable. I'll probably try it a couple times, but um, I don't. Th I don't think it's something you really want to be having as too much of your of your uh, portfolio. I haven't been. I haven't been uh, following too closely. Shive says uh, he saw Mitch go in the fifteenth. Which is funny. He has never gone in the 15th in any of my drafts. He's just, I mean, I'm sure he'll go crazy early. All right, let me look at quarterback here. I can double tap. Oh, yeah. Here's what we're doing. I'm double tapping my quarterbacks here, I think. Trying to decide between that and Justin Jefferson. because I'm actually going to take Justin Jefferson as one. And then decide if I'm going to kind of punt quarterback or take one of these guys. Let's 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 have some fun. Let's try uh, Jefferson and Devontae. Let's have a little fun. Who did who did Felix take? Najee, one hundred two. Of course he did. <laughs> Uh, Herbert 106 to Rob Cup Kyler Chase Lamar Henry to Herzig Henry Eckler to Herzig so uh, Herzig also taking uh, no QBs to start and so Updog did you get the Chase yeah Burrow Chase very nice 
little little burrow chase stack um in my very first and I, that's nice in my very first draft i had uh, mahomes tyreek stack which was pretty fun and then i actually had kelsey available to me and uh, and passed on it but uh i think people are are not going to be stacking as much in these as well just because um there's there's so much panic around the quarterbacks and we're definitely not comfortable yet with like the ADPs, right? Nothing has settled in at all. So once when you have that level of variance and just where players are going to be going, and then you have this kind of like chaos around one position in quarterback, it makes it hard. It makes it harder. Like it's not that easy to create stacks. Certainly not elite quarterback with elite pass catcher. It's really hard to do those those stacks. So I think there's going to be a little bit less of that plus naturally right we haven't had the draft and we haven't had free agency so it's already harder to stack so getting some of that stacking built in i think um is great i think is if you can do it do it so let's see rogers so we are at what how many quarterbacks is that One, two, oh, let's go to the board. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten quarterbacks, nine in the first two rounds, and then Trey Lance in the third. So we have, did anyone start quarterback, quarterback? Yes, baby. Steve started quarterback, quarterback with Kyler Murray and Dak Prescott. Oh, we have a uh, AM Carter got the Cooper Cup. And so look at this. There's already stacking going on in uh, in this one. And yeah, Paul, of course, out, even out of the 103 gets Josh Allen because I didn't I, I had I didn't see that uh, Mahomes went 101, and of course Felix takes <laughs> Najee. Definitely BSP. I kind of talked about it at the top. If you if you get a chance to go back and listen, I didn't or I'm definitely going to try to like write about it or even um, put together a video about some of the specific differences with only two wide receivers. But honestly, this just got released and I'm still flushing out all my thoughts. But we've had some good conversation already in the discord um, around the two wide receiver thing. I do. It's 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 a pretty crazy difference. It's massive. Damn, they sniped, sniped Chubb from Herzig. If Eagles were in here, he would have sniped Chubb from Herzig for sure. Fields, all right. That's annoying. <clears throat> um, hmm. Man, this is a brutal. I am probably going to take DK Metcalf. Unless I want to take T. Higgins. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take Metcalf. And then I'm going to ponder a couple things here. Because I really do like T. Obviously, Andrews and Pitts. I don't really like Saquon. And Deshaun Watson, we're narrowing it down here to a few things. So I can take a wide receiver. Obviously, this is not preferred, but I can really get crazy with some builds if I take these four superstar wide receivers. However, 
Um, I do think I'm going to take Andrews because structurally, I just don't want to take the four wide receivers to start. Um, even though I think it's fine. Uh, but if I'm going to do zero, a zero quarterback and zero running back build, I think I want the elite tight end. And I'm not I'm not crazy on uh, uh, Andrews, but I'll take him. At, I'll take him at this point. Yeah, that's what I wanted. I kind of figured Herzig was going to take Justin Fields, but if I got if you can start, that's that's another perk, I guess of starting out a draft like zero quarterback is if you happen to get the, the only way to build this kind of like <laughs> uh superstar super flex team would be to like push it to start out by pushing it right it's easier to push it at the turn i guess but if if you just start out and you don't take a quarterback in the first two rounds sometimes i have zero I, right this is my fourth draft i have zero idea how many um, times this will happen, but sometimes Justin Fields will fall to you in the third, fourth, whatever. How often? Like I said, I have no idea, but it's going to happen. And maybe you like Deshaun Watson, right? If Deshaun Watson didn't have the the legal stuff, obviously, um, it would be a different. It would be a different story. But the only way to find out if you can build this super team with superstar wide receivers or running backs. If you want to take running back or you want to take Travis Kelsey, whatever, the only way to find out is by trying it, right? If you take a quarterback early every single time, you're never going to have access to the team that has, it could be Cooper cup and Jalen Waddle and then fields falls to you or whatever, right? You're never going to get access to that if you don't try to push it occasionally. And so, um, that was ultimately kind of why I decided at first I thought about doing the double dip, the quarterback thing, and then um, wanted to try to push it to see, you know, if a guy like Fields falls, right? If a field, if, if Fields falls to me right there, that's like the dream scenario. You, you get kind of the end of that, what I would call like the elite upside tier of quarterback. You still get that, get that guy as your anchor. And you have um, absolutely smash wide receivers, right? I mean, Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and DK Metcalf, and you would have still had a really good wide receiver or a really good quarterback. Now we'll see. Now we're going to be digging ourselves out of a hole here. Running back is absolutely terrible, so I'm not not particularly interested in these guys. I do like me some Calvin Ridley. Yeah, just um, great. A totally fair kind of question, comment from Sammy that not sure on why Andrews is ahead of Waller and it flip-flopped from last year. Well, Andrews just put together a season that Waller has never put together. Um, one of the best tight end seasons like ever, basically. Obviously, there's a lot of regression that's likely to come from Andrews, but um, we saw the ceiling. Maybe they... Maybe the Ravens also saw what happens when they throw Mark Andrews the ball a lot and they try to continue to throw him the ball a lot. Um, I think Andrews has basically always been a higher efficiency player than most tight ends. Definitely than Waller. Waller was a volume. Waller is fine in efficiency, but he's, he's been mostly a volume tight end. And I like Waller a lot to bounce back. 
But uh, okay, I have got to take Ridley and Watson here. I think the Watson thing is super interesting. Um, I'm gonna try to. Cousins just went to Herzig, so Herzig has now sniped my Cousins Jefferson stack as well as Fields, one of my favorite uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Ouch! Ouch is right. Um, but to your point, Sammy, I really like Waller and like at cost, I definitely kind of prefer Waller. This was actually funny enough. The first, uh, Mark Andrews team I have drafted yet in, uh, I don't know how many, uh, not results completed. So 47, uh, big boards, but two, whatever these are. Two, uh, just 12 team leagues. Um, yeah, and then uh, the, the super flex. This is the first time I've taken Mark Andrews. So I'm with you on um, not being super into Andrews at cost. But he did fall a little bit right there. And just based on my structure of that team, it was definitely to, between T. Higgins and Mark Andrews. And had I started with a quarterback or... Uh, a running back before that point, I definitely would have taken T Higgins over Mark Andrews, but I just think structurally I would rather have the tight end right there. So not even really an endorsement Andrews. Sorry, cleaning up the chat a little bit here. So let's pull up the board again. Look through this. I find it interesting um, to see how people put their teams together. Mahomes, Mixon. Oh, got the Mahomes Kelsey stack with Mixon, Keenan, and Aaron Jones. We'll see. Chip Skylark. I don't know Chip Skylark. Is that a re- is that a real name? If that's a, if that's someone's real name, that's fucking badass. That's an incredible name. And then and then goes well, Mooney and Burks. That's a fun team. Mahomes. So Anchor Mahomes gets a stack with him, with Kelsey. Mixon, Aaron Jones, Keenan, Mooney, Traylon Burks. That's fun. That's fun. Much better than my team. <laughs> I don't really like my team, but what can you do? Herzig says, I think elite tight end is going to be more important in this structure. Getting that upside while only devoting two roster spots. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so too. I, uh, again, this is, what uh, what did I say? My third, one, one of these, but I've drafted an elite tight end every time. I totally agree. Um, I actually think that low key might be like a, even like super underrated point about how important it is because you, because you absolutely know that you need three quarterbacks. If you if you have to draft more tight ends, like that really hurts you at these other positions. Because you you ha- like I guess you don't have to. You know, technically you do not have to draft more than uh two quarterbacks. Really you don't have to draft more than one, right? But you were obviously always going to draft two. Technically you don't have to in those bye weeks you, the super flex can be filled by another position. But I ideally you want three. Not even just because of the bye week, but also because uh, 
just, you know, you want to be able to have access to that third quarterback score. Maybe the third guy outscores the first guy a a couple of times. It's important, right? Raw points wise. It's important. So what's the easiest way to give yourself that ability to do that while still winning running back and wide receiver? Well, it's, I really do like Michael Carter here. Um, it's it's elite tight end. It's elite tight end, right? And I guess technically you could still do that with two non-elite tight ends and you're betting on finding Dalton Schultz, right? Or someone like that. You're betting on finding Waller before he became Darren Waller. But like, damn it, this is a brutal spot here. I am going to take Singletary. I freaking hate it, but I don't feel comfortable with what else is here right now. Him or Judy are one of these wide receivers, but I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit bullish on, on Singletary, which makes me sick to my stomach to talk about out loud. But um, it is it is what it is. But anyway, the elite tight end is such a good point because what is the easiest thing to allow us to still win all these other positions and win tight end. <laughs> it's an elite one, right? That's the only way. Generally. There could, I, I guess, uh, you know, David and Joku could end up as the tight end too. But like, let's be real. It's not really going to happen. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I'm Chips. I'm Chip Sky. We got Chip Skylark in the chat. Not sure what <laughs> Eric. Okay. I've said this on multiple streams now. What the fuck is it with Eric's and this stream? There's a goddamn guy named Chip Skylark. Awesome, badass name in this draft that I, I I've probably seen your name. I think you have a badge, right? So I've probably seen your name in drafts before, but it just didn't register. Um, to me when I just saw it just now. So like I see this name. He's got a sweet, awesome team. And I'm like, dude, that's a badass name, Chip Skylark. Like, is that your real name? I mean, if that was your real name, that would be awesome. Like, that's a way better name than Eric Beinfor. Who gives a shit about Eric Beinfor? But Chip Skylark, that's like you're supposed to be a famous, you're supposed to be a famous actor or something like that. Not a goddamn guy with a red badge on underdog drafting best ball all day. But anyway. We call that out because it's great. And he's here in the chat and his fucking name is Eric. Like there's a million Eric's. There's Eric's and Paul's. If you're in the chat and your name is not Eric or Paul, you are in the minority. That's all it is. Eric's and Paul's. So anyway, Eric says, not sure what compelled me to name my account Chip Skylark. But shout out to the fairly odd parents. That's good. See, I didn't, he's a team singing star. Okay, I almost just Googled this and I did not want, now I don't want to have that in my Google search history if he's a child singing star. So let's just go ahead and cut this conversation off before we continue any further. But shout out to you, Eric. Back to uh, some <laughs> better commentary than this. Ferris says it, um, also getting at least one quarterback with top 10 upside 
is important because the point differences at the top have been significant. Yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> okay, it's an animated TV show. That's better. I feel a little more comfortable <laughs> googling, googling the name if it's at least an animated children's TV show. Um, all right, I'm flustered now. You guys got me. Uh, you guys got me. Uh, <laughs> This is why they say, they always say it's plus EV to drive with streamers because uh, now, <laughs> now I'm really, I'm really off my game thinking about this whole Chip Skylark thing. What do I have? One quarterback. <laughs> One quarterback. Look at this board. There is green. It's all green. Bunch of dipshit uh, wide receiver drafters. Don't you know you only start two wide receivers in this format? Suckers. God, just Baker Mayfield in the ninth round. I just, this is painful. Mm -mm 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 -mm. What's receiver looking like? Yeah, this is what I was just thinking about this exact same thing. And I'm, I'm going to, Take Rashad Penny. And then Walker, Hunt, and Pollard. So I have, let me think this through out loud now. Deciding between this tier, I think they're all like really similar as, as uh, Steve mentions. But since I kind of have the like Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny are like, you know, um, the kind of like, Obviously, Penny is not locked in, but the locked in role guys. Um, I'm going to take Tony Pollard over the Kenneth Walker, Miles Sanders, or whatever. That um, you know, Pollard obviously is a, largely a handcuff, and but you know, if something were to happen to Zeke, or if God forbid the Cowboys get smart and give him the job over Zeke, you know, he's like a top five running back. So if I had, if like he was my first running back, or if um, I had drafted maybe more of the lottery ticket type guys or even like the rookies. I might want a little bit more of a secure role like Miles Sanders or, or maybe Kenneth Walker, right? Like Kenneth Walker is kind of this hybrid between the two archetypes, but uh, given the guys I have drafted before, that's why um, I'm going to lean Pollard over those guys. Oh yeah, man. This is, I don't even flinch. Herzig says the cojones to go into the 11th round with just Deshaun Watson. Yeah. The, I didn't even think I like it's, it, it, that is so funny because uh, as you, and Herzig knows this because he does it better than anybody. Like as you draft more and more teams, just in really any best ball format, like these extreme things just like become natural, Right. Like we're in a super, it's the first day of a super flex league. We, everyone knows how important super flex is in, or how important, how important quarterback is in super flex stuff, right? It's the, it's the thing. It's, it's everything about the, the, the reason why this format exists is because quarterbacks are so, so important and also just generally so fascinating for the, the format, especially in best ball. But like we win in these these contests and stuff through variations of basically extreme strategies. If you draft like everybody else, you know, you're, you're going to finish like everybody else somewhere in the middle. <laughs> and so when you do enough of these, it's like, I don't know, I've drafted 
tons of crazy extreme strategies, right? Whether it's zero running back, robust running back, anchor running back, punting off quarterback, pick it, pick a, pick a subject, right? Punting off tight end. I've done extreme things. We, we've all like probably everybody in this chat has done these extreme strategies that you just like start to feel comfortable with it <laughs> after, after a while, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. And so what this has set up is something two or three of these late round guys, the rookies, Ralph Davis Mills, Mitch Trubisky. I kind of, I kind of like Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston, which he might even be gone already. Yeah. Winston gone, but yeah, the rookies, right. Dare I say Tom Brady. I do think in a zero quarterback build, you could throw Tom Brady in there. I don't think it's crazy. I think he probably stays retired, but I don't think it's crazy. Like, what do you have to lose? He's going so late that, like, is your, I don't know, I've been taking, like, Darius Slayton or, like, Jarrett Patterson in the 19th, 20th rounds at the other positions. It's like, what? what's the freaking difference, honestly, really? <clears throat> their hit rate's probably not that different from Tom Brady because Tom Brady's going to hit if he comes back and these other guys. So what's, what would you handicap Tom Brady coming back and playing in the NFL next year? 15%, 20%. I don't know. I'm throwing out numbers. It can't be that different, right? From uh, the hit rate of a Jarrett Patterson or something like that. Obviously, the problem is that his miss rate is a guaranteed zero every week as opposed to the others. But please don't make me take Jimmy G. I'm not I'm not particularly interested in taking Jimmy G. So uh, let's just not do that whole song and dance. <clears throat> I like these tight ends, though. So I am going to take... Either Kenny Pickett or Davis Mills here. I'm just not sure which one. I will not take Jimmy G. It's not going to happen. Let's just go ahead and get that out of the way. I have no interest in taking Jimmy G. I, I kind of think Davis Mills is interesting. Which means I'm going to pass on... I think I might actually take Melvin here. Um, but to, to, so the Melvin thing's really interesting because when honestly all these running backs are really interesting. When you look at what we were talking about at the top with like extreme strategies, specifically specifically with like zero running back or or an anchor running back strategy, something that's not robust, not prioritizing early round um, running backs. Uh, you look at like Melvin Gordon in the twelfth round, which allows you to you know I didn't use it but it would allow you to feel comfortable with your quarterbacks. It would allow you, right? I used it on an elite tight end and elite wide receivers. I mean, I have the best wide receivers in this room. Justin, well, I should, uh, maybe I should look at the board first, but I feel fairly confident in saying I have the best wide receivers in this room, right? So I used that edge to win wide receiver and tight end basically. And then like Michael Carter, Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny, Tony Pollard, Melvin Gordon. You know, so I'm, I'm sacrificing a little bit at running back 
But the running backs are still pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm sacrificing it quarterback quarterback two or quarterback one whichever way you want to view it right i'm sacrificing at one of my quarterback spots like watson is fine uh, assuming he plays that's the assumption on this team is that he plays but uh you're always gonna have to make some form of sacrifice like you cannot go into one of these in my opinion especially in superflex and think you can cover all your bases you're not gonna do it you have to bet on some form of of you know extreme scenario playing out whether it is right whether davis mills because i don't really think davis mills is a great example of the guy that can elevate to a top tier he's more of a filler for me and then i'll take a little bit more of an upside flyer as my next quarterback but you're betting on right melvin gordon goes somewhere and is the is is a locked in stud rb1 right or um Mitch Trubisky is my guy. That's my, right? We've talked about that plenty. Is my like kind of late round free agent quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. So in that case, I don't want all these other quarterbacks. But I use that to get, you know, you start to stack, start to stack places you're gaining points on your competitors. And the only way to do that is through some form of extreme thing. Otherwise you're just, hoping to pick the best players, which like, I mean, I guess that's fine, but um, I don't think it's the best way to try to win one of these tournaments. Yeah. If this is obviously the big issue with Watson, I'm, I won't go into too much of the Watson thing, but what I will say is, uh, I don't have faith in the NFL uh, really caring about uh, this whole issue. I think the NFL has a fairly long track record and uh, probably the only thing they really actually care about is weed. (laughs) Right. These guys uh, have done terrible things, terrible, terrible things. Uh, Lots of NFL players have, and they get suspended like two games or not suspended at all. Um, And Watson has already sat out a year. And so um, I don't think the NFL owners are going to give a shit. If Deshaun Watson is available, there's so many quarterback needy teams. I assume that someone will get him. And my general stance is that the NFL is pretty much just scum. And so uh, you know, that is what it is. Certainly could absolutely easily end up wrong. One guy I'm taking here that I'm trying to take um, in a good clip of these is George Pickens. And then I'm going to take Irv because Irv gives me kind of a, you know, I don't really have stacks set up, but Irv will give me, uh, you know, a little secondary stack with Jefferson. Um, there we go. Best Ballin says April 1st is the deadline for criminal charges. Um what I was going to say about Pickens is I want to, I want to write about this or, or something too. The um, most interesting part of this format, when you remove one skill, one starting skill position spot for a quarterback, to me, what that does, maybe above all else, we can talk about running back versus wide receiver. We can talk about, you know, all these different structures, blah, blah, blah. We can talk about tons of different shit and we will. But what it really does to me 
is it means there's not no reason, but there's almost no reason to be drafting the guys that are not like upside bets. Like God bless Jamison Crowder, Jarvis Landry, um, you know, guys like that. But like, if, if you, if you don't think that this person has like upside to like win you the league, that's a, it's a slight hyperbole, but you know what I mean? Like can really be an upside bet other than quarterback, right? Quarterback is different, but at running back and at wide receiver and at tight end, you have less spots, so many less spots to fill and the pool, right? Because the quarterbacks get pushed up so much. And because you now have to fill one less spot at those positions, you don't need a lot of those guys that are just like, ah, get me through the year, right? Jarvis Landry is like, just get me through the year, man. Give me some 10 point games. Give me some 12 point games, right? Jamison Crowder. Give me some 12 point games. You know, the James Whites, right? Oh man, when I have a bad week, just give me whatever. Give me eight points. Like those don't really matter as much in this. So I want to stack the upside bets much more because like by the, you know, depending upon your structure, you've like already filled your starting lineup, uh, your starting skill position lineup with like a bunch of good players. So if you need Jarvis Landry to fill one of your two wide receiver spots, your wide receivers are probably just absolute dog shit and just go ahead and delete the team. <laughs> you know, obviously there might be some form of extreme strategy where Jarvis Landry fits, right? You draft three early quarterbacks, early tight ends, early running backs, and then you're just going to draft 10 wide receivers or whatever. That's fine. Um, but that's like about it. Definitely not on this team. Like on this team, there's no reason for me to draft a pass catching running back or the Jarvis Landry's of the world. Right. Or, you know, like I drafted Irv. Irv is a, fair bit of an upside bet, but he was just a correlation bet. <clears throat> so anyway, end rant. Yep, exactly. Paul says all the non-QBs get pushed down, which means later and later in drafts, you can get better players and higher upside bets. So don't, again, depending upon your structure and most structures this applies to, in my opinion, don't just take the guy, you know, who's the best ADP player or whatever. Take the guy who is the highest upside player, which is generally a lot more of the um, younger players and right handcuffs, contingent bets, that kind of stuff. Let's see here. So I have two five five two. So I'm done at tight end. <laughs> don't love these running backs tpj is okay yikes 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 okay thank god takes KJ Osborne. Steve says, I think this may be Trubisky area, and you are goddamn right. I assumed that uh, uh, Justin wasn't going to take Trubisky, but this is absolutely Trubisky area. And then uh, I'm going to take D 
DPJ, it's just kind of a meh guy. Um, you know, if Landry kind of kind of like half-ass requested out, right, and obviously Odell is gone, there's plenty of opportunity. I'm like so-so on, on DPJ. I do think he has upside, but, um, yeah, you know, he proved it on a couple of weeks, right? In definitely one week, he had one monster game, if I remember correctly. So um, I think there's upside there, but just kind of what happens when you get to the 16th round. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, somebody will probably take him now, but he, he was a guy I was thinking about adding on to the end. Christian Watson, same thing. Just like, you know, if some of what the – the prospect evaluators are saying is true about how much love there is for him and how good he really is, which again, I mean, it looks good to me from what I've seen people show me. Um, same thing, a very high upside type of bet. And I just, it, it's in this awkward spot of running backs um, where, hold on, gotta block these damn spammers. Uh, this awkward spot of running backs where like there's Chuba Hubbard there, there's Keyshawn Vaughn, Sony. I kind of like Justin Jackson is okay. If he comes back, you know, but like none of these guys are really that much better than the guys you can get later. So um, opted a little bit more for the upside wide receiver play. How many picks until I'm up? Got a few, I think. So let's look at a couple teams here. Let's let's see what uh, see what Felix is working with. Shocker, running back heavy early with Najee. Whoever could have guessed, and zero quarterback. He did call a shot. He did call a shot here um, with Najee and uh, <laughs> and zero quarterback. Najee, Javante, A.J. Brown, Elijah Moore, Amon Ross, St. Brown, T.J. Hawkinson, Dallas Goddard. That's an interesting double dip, those guys. And then come to the quarterbacks. Zach Wilson, Daniel Jones, Jared Goff, Ramondre. You have two. Yeah, so Ramondre. That's pretty. That's a pretty fun team. Josh Palmer, David Bell, Rashad White, Nico, Dan Arnold. I don't think I would take Dan Arnold, but whatever. Um, Braxton Berrios. Pretty fun team. Pretty fun team. Paul gets the Allen dig stack with Trey Lance, Terry McLaurin, J.K. Dobbins, Eli Mitchell, Travis Etienne. So like a hybrid zero running back start, right? Kind of dipping in around the Dobbins, Mitchell, Etienne area. A-Rob, Schultz, Fant. I like the Schultz thing after we just, if you missed it, uh, somebody in the chat mentioned it. I'll find it because uh, I can pull it up on the screen. Sorry, I should have pulled it up earlier. Scrolling back too far now. <laughs> okay, I can't find it. Um, but Blake Jarwin had surgery today or has to have surgery or whatever. Anyway, there's some like fairly rare injury that he's had that he's there's already confirmed he's gonna miss the start of the season and like his like career is in doubt. Blake Jarwin, who which is a pretty big deal because if he was the tight end that's actually under contract for the Cowboys and Dalton Schultz was a free agent, even though, you know, obviously Schultz had the big year last year um, with Jarwin hurt coming back from injury, whatever. Um, and I kind of thought 
they might let Schultz go because they do kind of have to figure out wide receivers. They, I'm sure they want to have some, make some defensive upgrades. Um, thank you, Silas. Go to the NFL, go to discord uh, and go to the NFL news. You'll see the Blake Jarwin report in there, but it's a pretty big deal actually. So um, Paul obviously capitalizing on the damn it. Mariota. I was going to take Mariota here or before the end of it. Before the end of this, I was going to take Mariota. So now I'm not prepared for any sort of plan at quarterback. So I'm going to queue up some other positions here. I do like Sterling Shepard, but I don't think he fits this team. And I don't really need KJ Hamler, so I'm going to take Patterson here, actually. Yeah, you guys are mentioning it. Taysom, I think Taysom's gone. Is he gone? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, Taysom, Taysom is gone. Uh, Huntley was going to be a guy. I was kind of kicking this can down the road to see if I could get a couple of the running backs that I, I like here late. And then, yeah, Huntley, um, Desmond Ritter. Some th These will be my last two picks, so I can go ahead and start adding these guys to the queue. Uh, let's see. I really like Ritter, but it doesn't really matter what I think. Uh, we'll see what happens with him in the draft. Uh, what were we doing? Huntley, Huntley, Huntley. Really annoying that Mariota got taken there. Um, let's see who else is here. Yucky. We'll put Carson Strong in there just to add another shitty rookie to the crew. Yikes. Yikes. This is so bad. <laughs> Bailey Zappi. Well, hopefully one of these guys will be there. If you got if all you sickos take take Desmond Ritter, Tyler Huntley, and Carson Strong from me, then oh my god. Considering everybody already has three good quarterbacks. Trask, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Steve. We'll put him in. We'll put him in the uh, on the list. I would be I would be crazy stunned if Rask. Rask. I've been doing the Omna Fantasy. Uh, draft. Shout out Ben Gratch for putting together the Omna Fantasy thing. And I haven't taken an NHL team yet and until earlier today I was doing research on NHL teams. Like the shit kind of middle tier slash shittier NHL teams. Boston isn't shitty but uh, took Tuka Rask was stuck in my head from looking at some Bruins stuff. Kyle Trask. I would be pretty stunned if uh, yeah. <laughs> isn't it bad Silas? Actively debating between Dwayne Haskins and uh, and Huntley. Tony, stop it. Kellen Mond takes over for Kirk Cousins? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I love all your takes. This is the worst one you've had. Kirk is Kirk is a good NFL quarterback. Kellen Mond is dreadful. Absolutely dreadful. Also, the subject of one of the greatest quotes 
of all time by Mike by Mike Zimmer when they wouldn't play Kellen Mond at the end of the year when well, Kirk uh, it was COVID right Kirk had uh, COVID they wouldn't play Kellen Mond and they're like why don't you want to see the the reporters asking why don't you want to see uh, more of of Kellen in in the games and Zimmer says because I've seen him in practice <laughs> just absolutely all time just like all time quote amazing Zimmer was definitely not a coach that I thought was particularly awesome but that was he had some good he had some winners yeah all these guys are all these teams are gone now it's unfortunate I appreciate I appreciate the uh, NHL advice I follow the blues I don't follow the I follow the blues pretty closely uh, I'm a pretty big all right I'm taking Huntley And now I got my quarterbacks taken care of. And now it's either wide receiver or running back. I should have uh, done a little better job of loading up the queue. <clears throat> and so in, at, at, at this point, it would be where I don't really care which position it is. I just want, uh, you know, some kind of like upside bet between the two. I do not like what I'm seeing here at, uh, here we go. We're going to default to the hand. Oh, I think I have Singletary. So that was maybe not my best pick, but we're handcuffing the Bills, the Bills uh, situation. Yeah, Herzig, I almost took Hamler from you, but I let you have him. I let you have him. I believe I believe Watson is gone, but uh, I know the draft is 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 winding down here. I do have to run. I appreciate you guys. This was awesome. Definitely many more Superflex drafts to come. We're going to do another draft of a different variety tomorrow. And like I said um, earlier this week and yesterday, back on the grind. Had my vacation back at streaming pretty much every day. Not always me, Rob, and some other members of the Spike Week team. But we were back on the grind. We got Superflex. We got baseball. We got everything. What Rookies and sophomores, sophomores and juniors, all sorts of crazy shit to draft this best ball game is crazy that we play, but uh, that'll wrap us up today. Thank you guys for joining me. Lots and lots more coming um, on the website, Superflex rankings, all sorts of, all sorts of uh, incredible Superflex stuff that I never thought we would ever be, be discussing, especially at this point in the year, but pumped to do some more drafts with you. Make sure you head over to the discord for even better analysis than I could ever give from everybody that's in there. And so for next time, uh, until next time, I will see you guys later. Peace.